everyone, and welcome to Be The Leader You Deserve podcast, where my mission is to inspire you to ask yourself, are you the leader you deserve? Hi, I am Jill Handley, and I am so excited to be here with you today. This is season six, episode 13, reclaiming yourself and your time without guilt. Last week, I talked about the importance of being intentional with your decision-making to ensure that you surround yourself with people, places, and things that spark joy for you. I also talked about ways to program your mindset to create more joy in the workplace. Now, I want to give a shout out to our new listeners in Taiwan. Hey, thanks for listening. And I also want to thank Stephen and Brooke, who both shared pics of what brought them joy this past week. Oh, thank you so much. Now, in addition to that, so many of you have reached out to me to let me know that one of the things that you continue to struggle with is setting boundaries. And I have to tell you, I completely understand that because I feel like I'm making great gains in a lot of areas of positive habit setting. But I have to tell you and be honest, boundaries are something that I am continuing to struggle with. My drive to be exceptional with everything I do is probably one of my biggest internal villains. If you've listened to any other episodes, then you've heard me talk about thriving on success and accomplishment which often leads me to saying yes to too many things, to the point of exhaustion at times. My boundary issues center on my struggles to say no to great opportunities. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, What's the harm in saying yes to great opportunities, Jill? Well, nothing if you keep those yeses to opportunities to a manageable number, but that's where I struggle. You see, I want to be able to do everything and be amazing at all of it. But based on the messages that many of you have sent to me, that I know that you too have this challenge. In fact, I think it's a common struggle for lots of leaders. I know earlier in the season I talked about boundaries when I was talking about having self-compassion. I was sharing Um, my discussion and learnings from the book uh, by Dr. Kristen Neff about self-compassion, and she recommended the book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawab. Okay, I know you all are going to say, Jill, you say every book you read is one of the best books you've read, but I'm telling you all, for real, if you are like me and you struggle with setting boundaries, then this book is a must. In the book, Nedra discusses boundaries in general, but then she goes into details about issues and suggestions surrounding boundaries, not just in the workplace, but in different categories of your life. In fact, she includes a self-assessment in the back of the book so you can determine your own level and needs for boundary setting. So like a lot of the other books that I love so much, I first started out by listening to it on Audible, to and from work, you guessed it. But I'm letting you all know that by the second chapter, I literally felt like she was talking directly to me. You know that's a good book when that happens. So listen to this. I want to to read you just a snippet of how the first chapter starts. 
as I read, I want for you to think about, is there anything I say in the first chapter of this book that makes you connect and think, oh, that sounds like me. Spoiler alert, that happened to me. Here we go. I feel overwhelmed, Kim Kim said, burying her head in her hands. She had started seeing me two weeks after she had returned from her honeymoon. Newly married and excelling in her career, Kim prided herself on being the best at everything she did, but her worries about getting it all done had become all-consuming. She was depleted and dreaded getting out of bed in the morning. She not only was determined to be the best for herself, but she always showed up as the quote-unquote best for others, the best friend, the best daughter, the best sister, the best co-worker. Being the best for Kim meant always saying yes. In fact, she felt like saying no was mean. I mean, saying no was selfish, right? She came to me hoping to figure out how to do more without feeling so exhausted. Okay, if you were like me when I heard this for the first time, like literally I was taking tick checks like, yep, yep, yep. And then I have to tell you too, even before she got to this chapter, in the preface, Nedra says, in the past I carried around a lot of resentment, hoping that others would guess my mood and wishes. Through trial and error, I've learned that people will not guess my needs. They will go about their needs while I suffer in silence if I don't set boundaries. I have to tell you all, I don't know about you, but I think like hearing someone else talk about resentment that emerges when they don't set boundaries, I tell you, that kind of gave me a sense of peace, kind of in a way. Not that misery loves company, but maybe I guess it does. But it made me think like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not the only one who develops resentment when other people don't read my mind. (laughs) Sound like you? Yeah, that definitely resonated with me. Well, she goes on to say that boundaries will literally set you free. And then she gives signs that you need to set boundaries. Now, as I read these, I want for you to listen. And I want for you to mentally keep track of how many of these describe you. One. You feel overwhelmed. Two, you feel resentment toward people asking you for help. Three, you avoid phone calls and interactions with people you think might ask you for something. Four, you make comments about helping people and getting nothing in return. Five, you feel burned out. Six, you frequently daydream about dropping everything and disappearing. Seven, You have no time for yourself. Any of you at a seven out of seven on that list? Well, Nadra goes on to talk about that one of the main reasons that we don't set boundaries is not the courage that it takes to initially set the boundaries, but the fear of what comes after that. The fear of, oh no, what if I set a boundary and they don't talk to me anymore? What if I set a boundary and they get mad at me? What if I set a boundary and other people think poorly of me? Oh, we've got to let that go. Another boundary leaders often struggle with is time. I mean, let's face it. We never have enough of it, right? Well, guess what? No matter how hard we try, 
no matter how great of a leader we are, one thing we cannot do is create more time. What we can do, however, is make a list of everything that we have to do. You all know I'm a list person. And determine what we can start to delegate. Now, I can tell you that when I first became a new leader, delegating was not something I was comfortable or good at. In fact, I had this mindset of, well, why am I going to delegate something I can do myself? I'll never forget my first year as a principal. My, my secretary would come to me and she'd say, Jill, why are you making your own copies? Well, because I can make my own copies. And why would I ask someone else to do something that I can do myself? Well, it didn't take long for me to learn that although I could do everything myself, as a leader, I had to prioritize my time, set boundaries with my time around things that would have the most global impact. Now, could I make those copies? Absolutely. Would my time have been better spent, perhaps meeting with someone and inspiring them to do great things, or having a planning session with my admin team, or connecting with a community partner. So it really was about me reframing my time and setting boundaries by saying no to some of the things that I know I could do myself, but needed to spend my time doing other things that had a bigger impact. And so delegating is something that while we can't put more hours or minutes in a day, by delegating, we can create more time for ourselves. When Nadra talks about boundaries, she kind of breaks it down into three different types of boundaries. She, she breaks them down into, the first one is called the porous boundaries. And porous boundaries are weak or poorly expressed and unintentionally harmful boundaries. The next kind are rigid. And rigid boundaries are at the other extreme. They involve building walls to keep others out as a way to keep you safe. And finally, she talks about healthy boundaries. And those are the boundaries that are possible when your past doesn't show up in your present interactions. Now, as I mentioned, one of the fears that we have with setting boundaries is how other people are going to react, right? Well, let's just face it. Here are honestly some common ways that people may react when you start to set boundaries. There may be some pushback. There may be some limit testing. There may be some ignoring of you. There may be people trying to rationalize or question why you're trying to set these boundaries. People may get defensive. People may ghost you. You might get the silent treatment. Or guess what? People may just accept them and make your life a little bit easier. I want for you to think for a moment about a time when you attempted or succeeded in setting a boundary with someone, either personally or professionally. You got it? Now let me ask you this. Did you experience any of those things that I just mentioned? What did you do after that? The truth is, fear of these reactions is what keeps us from setting boundaries. But as uncomfortable as these things can be, consider for a moment the alternative when we don't set boundaries. If you're like me and struggle with boundary setting, then you will want to make this book your very next purchase. 
Nader discusses boundaries with family, boundaries with friends, boundaries in relationships, and boundaries in the workplace. She shares scenarios and I, that I promise you, you're going to connect with. And she offers suggestions and exercises throughout the book about ways to successfully set boundaries and stick with them. Nader encourages us to consider this. It's true that setting boundaries will sometimes upset others. But remember, work is where we spend the majority of our time, and our time is valuable. Being comfortable in our space is essential for our well-being. And don't forget, friends, you are worth it. In fact, here are a few of the benefits of setting boundaries. Did you know that people with boundaries sleep better? People with boundaries experience less burnout? People with boundaries have healthier relationships that tend to last longer? People with boundaries experience less stress? And who doesn't want less stress? People with boundaries feel more joyful? And let's face it, we just talked about joy last week. And people with boundaries benefit from the short and long-term value of setting them. Friends, I don't know about you, but you can sign me up for all of those things. Now, as you go about your week, I challenge you to do the following. Identify areas in your workplace where you need to start or start reinforcing boundaries. And think about the following. What's causing you to stay at work later these days? What about your job is leading you to feel more overwhelmed or burned out lately? Once you get those ideas jotted down, give yourself permission to have boundaries at work. Remember, holding back what you need will only cause resentment. Don't let issues go too far before you decide to set boundaries and teach others how to respect your boundaries by being consistent with respecting them yourself. You all, being a leader is hard work. But be the leader you deserve by setting boundaries, knowing that you are improving your life, not harming others. If you enjoyed this episode, Reclaiming Yourself and Your Time Without Guilt, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of the post. I'd love to hear from you all. Send me a message and share what you are doing to reclaim yourself, your time, and your space. If this is your first episode or you've not listened to any of the other seasons or episodes from this season, give it a try because I'd love to know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to get automatic episode updates for Be The Leader You Deserve. In fact, listeners do it right now. And don't forget to like and follow me on Twitter for more frequent updates, quotes, and inspirations to carry you throughout the week. And finally, please take a moment to leave an honest review and rating on Apple Podcast. They really do help me out when it comes to the ranking of the show, and I make it a point to read every single one. All right, leaders, good luck setting those boundaries. Have a great week, and don't forget to ask yourself, am I the leader I deserve, and what am I doing about it?